Merry Christmas. I'm so glad you are tuning in today, either Sunday morning or on the podcast. I'm Jonathan, the pastor of Community and Discipleship. It's my privilege to have a short time to share the scriptures with you and tee up some work that God will be doing in your heart today and this week. When the new year comes around, I know we have some type of break from our normal rhythms and it gets us thinking about what we might want to be doing differently. And I know you and I want the start and foundation of our lives to be built around a deep love for God and his love for us. But I think we sometimes feel too exhausted for that. We feel that we are too busy to even do that well, and so we don't do it. And we, and we keep telling ourselves, this will happen in the next season. Or maybe we secretly doubt that this is even going to help me feel less exhausted or busy. It's just going to be something else I have to do. Well, James Bryan Smith, pastor and theologian, in his book, The Good and Beautiful God, says this, The number one enemy of Christian spiritual formation today is exhaustion. We are living beyond our means, both financially and physically. And famous Christian philosopher Dallas Willard says, Hurry is the great enemy of spiritual life in our day. You must ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. Exhausted, hurried, busy. These might be some of the most common ways you and I are describing our life these days, but is this what Jesus intends for us? Well, today we're going to look at the, the Gospels and see how Jesus gives us two unique rhythms, some very wise rhythms as the antidote to exhaustion, hurry, and busyness. And when we look at these scriptures together, we will see these rhythms will provide rest, life, and intentionality. And so that's where we're going today. We're going to look at these two wise rhythms for the follower of Jesus going into the new year. Let's pray together as we look to Scripture. Father, we love you. Help us by your Holy Spirit to understand your word and be shaped to be like Jesus. This time is yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you don't have your Bibles with you, I invite you to pause the video or the podcast and go grab it, as we believe the Bible and God's purpose for your life doesn't need to be a mystery. And so we open our Bibles together. Now, I want you to turn with me to Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. See, we know some of the biggest enemies of spiritual growth is exhaustion and busyness, and we are one of the most exhausted and busy generations. I mean, just look at sleep statistics for Americans. 150 years ago, the average sleep for an American was nine and a half hours of sleep per night. Let me say it again, nine and a half hours. And then 50 to 70 years ago, it was eight hours. And now it's less than seven. What's interesting, actually, how you responded to hearing about the nine and a half hours of sleep might diagnose what God wants to do in your life today. If you were thinking, wow, that sleep sounds great, you're probably exhausted in need of rest. And if you're thinking, wow, how would people get things done? Or that's just laziness. 
then you probably need to eliminate busyness and find rest. Note that the antidote to both is rest. And what Jesus is calling us to, not commanding us into it, but inviting us to experience it, but the path to get there will look different. Because sleep is a rhythm of wisdom and trust in Jesus. That we trust him enough to rest and that his call to rest allows us to be more engaged and available to everything he's called us to. He calls us who are weary and burdened to find rest in him and trust him enough to rest. A rest that goes much beyond our physical needs, but also includes them. Trust him enough to see there are things that can wait until tomorrow. Trust him enough to see that not everything is under our control. Trust him enough to see he actually desires rest in your life. And don't think it's just for the times where everything is good and under control. Jesus models sleeping in a storm. In Matthew chapter 8, just a few chapters back, in verses 23, it says, Then he got into the boat and his disciples followed him. Suddenly, a furious storm came up on the lake so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. In the storm, Jesus was sleeping. And when he is awoken, he calls them to increase their faith, their trust. He calls us to trust because he's trustworthy. And he calls us to rest as a wise rhythm of trust. And so what I invite you to do with this rhythm of sleep is take just a little look back over the last one to three weeks and do an assessment. Where were days that you got good sleep and where were days that you didn't? And were those things under your control? And then just ask Jesus to guide and direct you on what you should do about prioritizing sleep and rest in your life as something you are doing for Jesus and to be like Jesus. Asking him, what amount of sleep would you think is needed for me to feel thriving each day, resting in Jesus, trusting in Jesus. That's that first rhythm is to rest in Jesus. And the second rhythm we're gonna look at today is solitude with Jesus. Turn to Mark chapter one, verse 35. It says, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. I'll be honest with you guys, getting up early in the morning is not something I like to do. Additionally, I want to be around people. Being myself is also not my favorite. But Jesus sees this as essential to his ministry and his life. And, and if Jesus does, we should know and lean in to see that this is really important. Because here's the deal. If, if you are only following Jesus when someone else is around, are you really following him? We need to have a close relationship with Jesus. And solitude is part of the way you have your relationship with God, a place where he confirms his love for you and you for him outside of how other people around you are loving or not loving you. In John 10, 27, it says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Are you as a sheep in the story following other sheep hearing the shepherd's voice or are you hearing it and helping others to listen? We must take time in solitude to pray and listen and be with God. And he is faithful to fill us for what he's called us to. 
and our relationship with God. This is a place where we can see how God sees us. And in light of that, see what is most important in life and for that day. See, as a pastor, you'd think I'd be really good at praying, you know, God, help me see what you've called me to today. And, and what things can I let go of? But I'm not great at that. But I do know my time alone with Jesus every day has rippling effects on my heart and my mind. I can tell the difference between days where I've done that and days that I haven't. For me, that time comes in the car. I have a longer commute and I have an app to help me reflect on scripture and then move into prayer. And then even after the devotional prayer time is done, I continue my time with Jesus in silence until I arrive at work. And when COVID hit, this hit my rhythm really hard. I remember having such a hard time finding a solitude scripture time at home. The, the craziness of the kids, not, it's now not built into my drive, etc. So I actually went to the lengths of putting in my headphones at my computer, bringing up a YouTube video of someone driving down the highway and all the associated sounds, and then did my scripture solitude time that way. That's what I was used to. I know that sounds kind of extreme or weird, but you already knew that about me. But seriously, I knew the importance of it to my daily intentionality and stress level reduction. I knew it to be of huge importance, and so I weighted it that way. And I also know that we are identity amnesiacs, that we need to be daily reminded who we are in Jesus. So as you look to the new year to reduce exhaustion, to reduce busyness, put in a rhythm of solitude with scripture. Our pastoral resident, Danny, just launched a podcast version of our Daily Life devotionals. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Daily Life is our volunteer writer and editor team that writes daily devotionals based on the scriptures from the weekend sermon. It's been great to be able to listen to Daily Life now instead of just read it. And so maybe for you, that's the rhythm you might put in for your solitude and scripture time. There's a lot of options. But wise rhythms newly create us to be like Christ every day and sustain us for the life he's called us to. And if there's anything you hear me say today, I want you to hear this. These rhythms force us to slow down, to see ourselves through God's eyes, to re-enchant the world around us, and also let us see ways of ruthlessly eliminating hurry, busyness, and exhaustion in other parts of our life. John Mark Homer, in his book of that same title, Ruthlessly Eliminating Hurry, uh, paraphrases Corey Ten Boom. And he says this, Kerry once said that if the devil can't make you sin, he'll make you busy. There's truth in that. Both sin and busyness have the exact same effect. They cut off your connection to God, to other people, and even to your own soul. We need to put in rhythms of rest and solitude in our life so we can find rest, true, soulful rest in Jesus. Let's pray. Father in heaven, I thank you for this time. Would you work in our hearts coming into this new year? Would you help us to prioritize resting in you with our time with you and with our sleep, with our schedule, 
we know that we've been running really busy and really exhausting. And we want to live differently. We want to live our lives with you to find that rest in you and to live intentionally every day. God, by your Holy Spirit, would you work in our hearts to help us to do that, to put in wise rhythms in our life. And we give this next year to you. In the name of Jesus, amen.